0: Namotasa bhagavato rahato sammasambuddhasa Namotasa bhagavato rahato sammasambuddhasa Namotasa bhagavato rahato sammasambuddhasa Buddham namang sanghang namasami effort, the right effort for practice. Um, so it's not something that seems to be as thrashing, thrashing around, stirring up, frustration, impatience, restlessness, worry and doubt. And then, you know, if our effort isn't balanced, it can be something that um, uh, is always straining to get somewhere Doesn't have that quality of of confidence in it, patience, a sense of being able to stay with something and let things change and shift and let the 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 light dawn, things become clearer. So uh, sometimes it's, it's attractive to think uh, some teachings where they don't make it, they say you don't make any effort at all you no know, effort all effort is egotistical striving for, for ego bound um, notions but perhaps this is rather a <clears throat> simplistic way of looking at effort because it is that it takes you effort to even listen to a thought like that requires some kind of effort. Yeah, and uh, when people say don't make any effort, they presume you made the effort to come and listen to them say that. (laughs) And they're making the effort to say it. So there is a kind of effort that is about uh, tuning in. And so all our effort really is there to, in this practice, meditation, is there to establish the presence of mindfulness. Power of mindfulness, and then allowing mindfulness to to clarify, and uh, um, um, allow realizations to occur. And realization occurs; it's like the light of realization dispels the darkness. So, in a way, there's then there's no effort really. It kind of it works, but it's a dynamic thing. You have, you have to catalyze it and you have to keep um, attuning it. So mindfulness is uh, that which is brought into the presence. So the word satipatthana, which is very commonly translated as foundations of mindfulness, actually um, seems seems to be a mistranslation. And more properly it should be understood as uh, bringing mindfulness into the presence. Or being um, uh, bringing mindfulness right up to these, then um, these four bases for it: body, the mind, or heart, feelings, mental and physical, uh, and then the dhammas or the phenomena. Uh, the essences, these uh, um, kind of potent. Forms that occur for us, for good and for bad, mm. skillful and unskillful, dumbness. So the the effort too is there to just keep bringing mindfulness to bear. Mm. Effort is also about um, letting go of things. The effort to let go, relinquish, put aside. Don't pick that up. Release that, relax that, forget that, drop that. And then stay with it. Stay with it. And the effort to, if you even to appreciate. Is you, so you think something like tuning in. And uh, it can be sometimes when you're tuning in or steering something, you, you make some fairly... Um, strong movements at first is to get basically somewhere in somewhere in the area and then you begin to, the tuning gets finer and finer Your steering gets more and more subtle um, and, and so as this becomes possible then the uh, uh, samadhi is the uh, is something that arises when the tuning is much more subtle and uh, um satipatthana is considered to be the, the defining characteristic or the boundary of the nimitta, from which samadhi arises. So it's through this um, sense of tuning in, staying steady, clarifying, and then the enjoyment and appreciation of that. Um, so that and then everything gathers in to to be with to be within that frame of reference and to appreciate it, to stay there with it. This is samadhi. So this is. You know, efforts are there to just to keep uh, that kind of tuning, lifting, releasing, relaxing. Mm. It's not an effort to to become anything. It's an effort to because that's 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 sort of secondary. You know, we may become something or not become something, but that isn't the point right now. The point now is just to be. Bringing this quality of clarity to bear upon what's happening in the present, one's wishes, one's um, the, the energies that move, the thoughts, the feelings, and so forth. But essentially, the the entry to um, establishment mindfulness is through the body because this is a, a simplification process, and the body provides uh, the stable stability it's much more stable than the heart or the thought processes. So the body is the first of these um, three um, bases that are affected, effective and dynamic. They have sankara associated with, and sankara is a dynamic. It means it's something that creates uh, and is created and recreates. It's a kind of energetic experience. So, um, you know, in terms of uh, body is a, a kind of something that, that breathes and respires and metabolism in it. Something that's that's always on the go in a way, it's an active thing in its own right, without even, before we actually direct it anywhere, it already is dynamic, it has this dynamic to it, there's energy moving through it, Um, and the energy moves through it in a simple um, breathing rhythm. Um, Even the the processes of digestion could be seen to be analogous to, to breathing, it's kind of you know, taking stuff in, building up energy and then releasing it, diffusing it, suffusing it. This is the bodily dynamic or sankara of the body. Mm. And when we bring mindfulness to, when we bring mindfulness to bear upon the body, then we're just, just contemplating body like this. Mm. So we're not trying to do anything with it so it's not that kind of coarse effort to, to make it uh, uh, stronger or, or thinner or fatter or whatever or the other or to hold it but just to stabilize what is a body we can say that the one of the uh, simplest most stable forms of meditation is just to be aware of the four bring mindfulness to bear upon the four postures of the body is it the body sitting this is the body standing, this is the body walking, this is the body reclining. And then, you know, actually what is it, how do you, so if you really want to get the, the sense of that, probably the best way to to, to enter into that meditation is, is asking yourself the question, how do you know you're sitting, or what is sitting? And you contemplate the pressures and the energies and the, the sense that arises that tells you you're sitting. So, this is knowing the body in the body. So, there's a little bit of directive thought required there. Just to say, ask the question, Do I have a body? Where is it now? Where am I now? What is the defining space of my presence? Where do I feel myself as being? In a bodily sense? You might we we have an idea while well, I'm sitting here, but actually, when it comes down to, is certain patches of pressure and tingles and vibrations and warmth and pleasure and pain. Mm. That's the feeling is the pleasure and pain, but the the actual just almost locating, you know, sort of zones of contact. When you're sitting down, a lot of it's going to be the pressure that you call the body contacting the floor and it's that and then there's whatever occurs in the back being upright or the pressure of the hands some of it may be quite indistinct the throat or the forearms Mm -hmm. some of it there's fine degrees of, of sensation in it the face or the eyes you may have particular affliction bodily affliction that causes pain some parts of it feel fairly released and relaxed, some parts of it feel quite tight and dense. And just bringing, but this is a, what, just so you contemplate that this is a body sitting. There's no, no, no I am sitting about it, there's that. You stand, how do you know you're standing? It's different, isn't it? And the pressures are what we call the feet the soles of the feet these two patches of pressure and then what rises out of that and just allowing yourself when you stand to to really just just stand and let the body know it's standing that it's held by the ground so you can relax your arms and shoulders and face and let the weight come down to the body into the ground Walking. How do, you, how do you know you're walking? the whole body walks it's not the feet walk and everything else stays where it is everything else walks along with it and in order to walk the body has to balance itself because otherwise you fall over so when you walk the weight and the pressure shift from one side to another depending which leg is standing which leg is swinging the swinging starts from the back, lower back and the hips the movement of the leg, lifting. Hmm. But when you when you when the body moves like that, then it has to, in a way, counterbalance against that that imbalance of having one foot in the air. So you notice certain parts of the body seem to become stronger or more dense. Certain parts seem to lighten up. The shift of balance continually. So you can contemplate that. Hmm reclining on one side reclining on the back with the legs in an arch so you don't fall asleep feeling the different quality of pressure and also you notice within these different postures how the energies change Mm. so just that as it is And you can recognize how one of the most. Um, it's the simplicity of it that can be so difficult. Because then all way of operating is to add all sorts of details and produce something and make something happen or stop something happening or interpret, um, you know, worry over it, rejoice in it, whatever. You make something out of it. Um, so it's this sense of just the stability and then the clarity which is what um, mindfulness brings so in the in the cultivation of mindfulness we are taking relying upon the, the fundamental basic um, qualities the intrinsic qualities the basic nature of body arti- body or embodiment um, is articulation or thinking and speaking the ability to be clear to define something to know something in that way and also our effective sense our effective responsive sense the heart, So with mindfulness, then, because this is actually the way they are—what we might call our, our our thinking mind. Our actually, though, you can think all kinds of crazy things, deluded things, wacky things, inflamed things, brilliant things, fascinating things. You know, whatever the thing is, you know that that's secondary secondary the primary thing is the ability to define something for something external you know apparently external some kind of sense of getting the ability something actually focuses on that and that's that it's clear so that's that's what we call basic clarity if there were no basic clarity you wouldn't be able to recognize anything as anything you wouldn't get that sense of being able to, to define anything even if all you know is I don't know what this is that's still clarity in a basic sense that's clarity saying this is the state of confusion it's like this, that's clear that's basic clarity And, uh, of course basic clarity is not so, um, you know, self-interested as secondary clarity, which is more like something which is, I've, um, developed, you know, I know the names of, I don't know, all the birds in the wood or the, the different kinds of wood in this building or something like that. So that's much more developed, secondary. And it's, it's fragile, it changes, it's infinite in, in a way. It's um, sangsaric, no matter how much you know, there's always a bit more you could know, and it's probably something you've forgotten. So if we, if we seek clarity in that secondary sense, then it's, it's restless, and it's demanding, and it's subject to conceit and corruption and confusion and loss and forgetting and so forth. So the nice thing about uh, mindfulness, you don't have to be that brilliant intellectually, it's just because you're going back to basic clarity. The ability to know, oh that's that, or there is that. Uh, basic clarity has its enormous, um, um, asset, is it doesn't add these secondary things, such as, it should be this way. Or uh, I, I am, or I don't know. You know, I'm thinking this. Is no, 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 because I can't see any I am who's thinking. I can see the thinking. The I am, maybe, but I don't see that. I, or maybe I have to witness the some kind of energy coming up, grasping or holding. But with clarity, there isn't there isn't an I am to it. So we may be able to recognize certain qualities of of happiness or unhappiness, um, fear or rejoicing, and um, strong, powerful, volitional qualities, drives, interests, urges, passions, recoiling, withdrawal. Hmm. So basic clarity does lay it all very bare. Um, And we can see how the... This is the primary tool of mindfulness. So it's it's honest. It doesn't really allow room for much self in it, good or bad. So we have to let go of some of the rather um, bits of ourselves we're rather uh, interested or attracted by. I've got this, I can do this, I know this I've got one of these, I have five of these I'm this, I'm that, and the other because you see, no, these are not these are not possessions they're just things that occur but then also primarily you know, the great blessing of it is we can begin to contemplate this is the mind affected by fear worry, jealousy avarice hmm, aversion so it's very helpful in, t- in helping steer us back to the basic quality of heart, which is just uh, acknowledging the- this effectiveness, being affected and responding. Bas- this is the basic quality of heart, it's effective, responsive. We might say, when you ask yourself, "How am I?", that takes you to a heart sense, chitta sense, and because this this quality of affective and respo- response is 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 the, is a fundamental basic quality of heart, um, it has to be. You know, this means. One becomes vigilant over it because that's the because it's like that. If you if you if you're not attentive to it, if there's no vigilance or attention or clarity directed towards that, then we're affected by any old thing. We can be stirred up, depressed, uh, angry, irritated, and we respond in any old way. We can be snappy, morose, greedy. Um, whatever so it does because of the very nature of heart is such that one does need to have a sense of clarity and also the heart gets lost we spin out so we need this sense of the, the embodiment that which gives us a, a definite piece of territory to abide in so all these these three bases um, support and reinforce each other. They come together. This is uh, what mindfulness um, is. The is the effort to keep doing that. You get the sense of the stability, presence in your own body, embodiment, staying in your own space, if you like gives you that feeling of touching the ground and then here's where I am and that's the bodily sense and then how am I? Hmm. which is the heart sense and then what what's, what are we going to do about it which is more the um, way we think we start to respond to that in terms of brings up ideas about what we should do or could do or can't do or ought to do or the way it should be or shouldn't be and so forth now when you write effort is to keep turning all this secondary stuff the uh, responses and reactions and feelings and perceptions uh, the energies, the pleasures the pains, the thoughts the ideas Back to the basic sense, you other words being able to discern or stay with the basic through the secondary. So, whatever the body is like, in, in you know, at this time, this is its sitting. It comes to the sittingness of it. You keep staying within that, the sittingness of it. It's true. It may be other things, you have a cough or a cold, headache, whatever, but you go into that, then um, we have to deal with the whole level of feeling and reaction and response. So first of all, just come into the, the sittingness of it. So you see that when, you, when we do something like go to the, the basis then the various um, habits of attention are checked because the attention normally will go to the pleasant or the painful you know? and how to, what to do to have more of one and less of the other. Or stay with the pleasant, or you know, sort something out and make it different. But with so this um, mindfulness then is a particular training whereby attention is held, just just holding it back into the base, into the basic reference. Body is sitting, and you can feel with just doing something like that how. Your your attention wants to do wants to go elsewhere or do something else, or and you keep coming back to that, and it sort of changes the gearing and the various um, reflections and ruminations and passions and senses that would arise if one focus on other aspects of the body aren't there or we see them in perspective this is a body sitting when it doesn't feel well body sitting when it's tired body sitting when it's bursting with energy feels like this You, you establish the basic template this is the function of mindfulness we see the secondary from the position of the basic so we're not their attention is that they're not captured by these um, you know more temporary and programmed um, circumstances this is particularly the case of course with the with the heart so often it, which is much more um, evocative and complex than, than the body because the heart deals with feeling feeling, mental feeling or emotional feeling and perceptions perceptions are, are the things that, which mean we have, give us significance we understand, we cognize, this is perception it occurs in the heart, the sense of getting it Knowing it, being affected by it. This is terrible. This is um, interesting. This is shouldn't you know the way in which we have a take on a perceptual take on something, and then from that, or conjoined with that, is the feeling, the mental or emotional feeling, of uh, sadness or happiness. And then from that, if we stay with that process. Then um, the various in particular um, developed emotions such as irritation or start occurring, and then emotions that react to those emotions, feeling guilty about being irritable, or trying not to feel guilty about ir- being irritable and, and so on. You see so if you, you stay with all that on that secondary level, it just percolates and proliferates. So the process of mindfulness is to train attention just to go back to the basic. This is being moved. This is being affected. What is affected? Should be our question. What is affected? If we go into the effect itself, then it's most likely that whether well, well, the one's mindfulness is relatively um, incomplete there's a spin we feel some sense of agitation or fear and then there's a reaction to try and stop feeling that way or to find blame something or blame oneself or blame somebody else or it's the past or the future and then what we're going to do about it so you get this tremendous um, spin occurring. Really, the correct way of mindfulness is to what what is it that feels? What is it that knows how I am? Going to that knowing. This is chitta, is a knowing in a affective, receptive sense. And although the, um, there's a, quite a lot in the what can come up and the, is described, you know, the jungle of the heart, the wilderness of it, the, the huge cosmos of it, still, fundamentally, the process of, of satipatthana is called the direct way, and then it just goes directly to the source. And our effort then is, is that. Whatever it requires to, to attend in that way. To hold attention. To ask attention to go there. To direct the clarity there. Hold it there. And to keep it that, just like that. So... There isn't the attempt to change anything, or even understand anything. Certainly not to make a personal statement out of it—one I am this, or I'm not this, or I should be, or I could be—and and never to move out of the present. You know, so it's very much like a quality of mindfulness. Is so the application of effort to that is to hold present moment. You know? and it's that simplification and, st- and steadiness that releases so we don't we don't we don't do any releasing it releases itself because you come to the basic the basis and the basis is free but occluded uh, moved away from um, ignored this is what aujjya means. You don't get it. You don't stay with it. You don't sense it. One ignores it. One forgets it. It's obscured. We get lost in the in the cloud. Hmm. But if we go back to the basis, then. You can reckon you may be able to hold it there for a while and that time you can see this other stuff really doesn't have any ground. It's it doesn't it doesn't have a basis. Its basis is, is movement. Its basis is reaction. Its basis is you know, reacting, counter reacting, reacting about reaction is that. It's just the continuum. it's only um, way of sustaining itself is by moving, by shifting, and reacting. And if that, this is the dynamic of it. This is what sankara is. It's a dynamic process of a feedback loop. If we can check that, if that can be checked, then there's the realization of something basic. True, unfettered, peaceful, spacious, intimate, mm. clear. It's not insensitive. Uh, it's not dull. Um, and it's it, there's a definite sense of, of 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 a space about it. You know, there's a um, an unimpeded space, an un, unobstructed space. Definitely, you feel a feeling of you, you're you're in something, or you, there is something, something that's unobstructed. And if we get begin to get some touch that, or realise that there is, you know, a, a begins kind of shift of of attitude because you, you you begin to sense, oh, it is really just about. You know, settling down through this stuff not about climbing out of it it's not about producing something hmm. it's not that kind of effort but it does require effort and some are right effort effort that's based on faith, on a sense of confidence in, in the basis there is this and uh Efforts based upon mm, you, know, letting go. With the process of mindfulness, you know, these three bases body, heart and Sort or ability or articulation ability to be clear. These three come together. This is samadhi. In samadhi, they come together, and then there can be the recognition of what what is the basis through that process. It's necessary to, um, you know, the Buddha, in, a, uh, in developing sati, you know, actually refer to all these these um, bases, chitta the body, and then the feelings that occur, the affective senses that occur, and uh, using the ability to be mindful and articulate clear about what's going on to be able to um, state so in the sutta you see it says things like one knows and it got in quote marks this is the mind affected by fear so it is almost like a verbal process except one is is much more than thinking it you're really getting it sensing it clear about that defining it holding your attention there on it and then not adding more To it. And then you feel um, receiving how that that is experienced, the clarity is experienced. So the very quality of of embodiment adds to a a sense of presence. The mind or the heart picks up that sense of stability holding space from the bodily energy. It picks up the sense of of clarity from the thinking energy. And it picks up the sense of of, um, sensitivity from itself. we need to check in with this because we say something like um, letting go and the letting go is not through right effort then what occurs is uh, we let we let go into a, from a level of directed activity into a level of involuntary activity this is when effort is not applied so the the basis is not fully held, not fully understood, not fully comprehended. So you might say, oh, just I'm letting go of this, I'm letting go of that. And um, when this is done without the right kind of effort, then we may let go of, of of particular physical actions. But we when we let go of particular physical actions, we we come into a, a le- level of Involuntary or compulsive emotional activity or, or thought. So this is the where you know letting go doesn't mean letting go of effort. It takes it you know you don't let go of effort. You, it, letting go requires the effort. First of all, the effort to to uh, attune or relax or uh, direct. One's voluntary efforts, one's voluntary actions. So we're just going to sit or stand or walk, and then the secondary effort is to attune to these more involuntary level, which is the the habits of the heart, and bring mindfulness to bear upon those. And with so, when that's sustained, then what what the quality of mindfulness. How, when it's brought to bear upon habitual processes, um, it takes away that momentum. You know that the basic movement, the momentum that sustains habitual processes, the momentum can be one of like a blurring, or a spinning, or reacting, or, or avoiding. You know, it's a, so a kind of habit. Of, of not staying with what's going on. With mindfulness, you, you deliberately hold attention, and particularly um, when you don't, when you hold it onto involuntary uh, thoughts and moods are coming up, with that sense of really knowing it just as it is. When the reactions are laid aside, there are breaks in the momentum. So normally, thoughts and emotions uh, and physical uh, somatic uh, energies feed into each other. By it's like every time something starts to slow down, you get another spin on it. So when the when the emotionally when the, the the fuel begins to dwindle in the topic, one brings it, one thinks it again. So you may remember an incident when you were badly treated or abused in some way, and then you get this feeling comes up, and your body kind of bristles a bit, and then it dies down, so one thinks it again. It's almost like the, the waning waning process is moved away from. So every time that something wanes... You pick up again, pick up again, pick up again. This is samsara. This is picking up, yeah. and you can you can re- recognize this if you just contemplate the stream of mind. There are there are these. It does a wave. It does subside. It comes up in in in, in waves in the troughs when it begins to die down, and there's something there that pushes it up again, picks it up again. Hmm. that adds another image or another memory or another uh, or picks up something in the way the body is feeling and regenerates it so it's in it's particularly this part this is where the refrain in mindfulness is to be aware of the arising and passing the arising and subsiding Because if you, so you're holding your attention there, and clarity is there, this is the subsiding of that, and that can allow it to, instead of that injection of fresh input, we allow it to subside, and the content wanes, thins, pales. The momentum slows down. It may be that you know that the the, the habit is so strong that you can't avoid that sense of some more input. Or perhaps it takes a little bit longer, or the input is no longer quite so potent. Something begins to wear down the uh, compulsiveness of the dynamic, the continual recharging of it, and so in this process then you know we can be working with particular habits for um, hours or days or coming going phases hmm. and in practicing with that there's got to be You know, at a time we work work with the particular karmic uh, momentum that's going, but then also, you know, time to just come back to: this is sitting, this is standing, this is walking. Who is feeling? What is it that feels? What is that ability to focus? So you, you kind of when we, when the um, content is such that it becomes rather wearing or fatiguing, or you're starting to get um, dazed by it, then to be able to just put that aside, this is right effort. Saying that mindfulness can't is not strong enough for this right now. To come back to simply standing, simply walking Who is? It? what is it that feels so you go back to the basis and allow the mindfulness to be clarified and strengthened and then we can again reintroduce or let it um, work with the um, karma the karmic flows of the mind